When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Rampernard and Mike Molina. We'll be right back. The news next. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Sometimes I grow so tired. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, you want me to check on uh, the market again? Because it was not good the last time I checked. Yeah. It was down almost 600 points. <clears throat> Going to Bloomberg.com right now. And it is down 615 points. It just keeps oh. dropping like a rock. WTI crude is down $1.84. <laughs> There's nothing good. Everything sucks. Yep. S&P 500 is down 83. Uh, futures Man. are flat. What? No, I was just saying, NASDAQ is down over 3%. It's down 226. It's down 226. Well, the Nikkei is down 470 as well. Yep. So the Euro USD is down just a tiny bit, though. So I don't know. Uh, stock sync on tech route. Dow falls more than 2%. Um, so basically, is this all about trade? Is that what this, this whole thing is? Yeah, well, I think China... Uh, hit us up for three billion. They put a new tariff on because they're upset with Trump. Three, three billion for what? Ah, uh, I don't know. I got to find the article, but yeah, that was the news overnight. 
So that China hit us with a three billion dollar tariff. Yeah. Okay. Well, not honest to God, I don't know why we put up with. It. When are we going to stop trying to take care of the whole world? Is what I'd like to know. Never. It's just never going to happen, is it? It's just it is what it is, and it's never going to change. And blah blah blah. What whatever. Trump calls for border legislation using nuclear option. President Trump demanded Monday that Congress pass new border legislation using the nuclear option, if necessary, to muscle it through the Senate. A drastic change in rules the Republican leader has previously dismissed. Um, I don't understand why this is such a problem. They just nobody will cooperate with anyone else in Washington right now, will they? They just won't do it. Trump tweeted that U.S. Uh, the U.S. must build a border wall, but argued that Democrats want no borders, hence drugs and crime, which is not a lie, by the way. There's tons of drugs and crime because of it. Uh, they built a wall in San Diego for a, a, you know, did you know that before they built the wall in San Diego all those years ago, they used to find 600,000 people at a time uh, hanging around San Diego that were illegal immigrants? 600,000 people. Not surprised. Trump tweeted that the U.S. must build a border wall, but argued that Democrats want no borders, hence drugs and crime. He also said that a deal to help dreamer immigrants is dead because the Democrats didn't care or act. Trump has previously called for the nuclear option, changing Senate rules to end the filibuster. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has dismissed that option in the past, saying Republicans will welcome the filibuster if they return to being the Senate minority. Uh, the White House did not immediately answer questions about Trump's tweets. The $1.3 trillion funding package Congress passed last month included $1.6 billion in border wall spending, but much of that money can only be used to repair existing segments, not build new sections. So what good was it? Does anybody understand that? No, clearly well, not. I just got a tweet from somebody who says China is expecting $35,000 escapes from Ford. So apparently uh, they're going to nail us with $3 billion in tariffs, but they want 35000 of our vehicles. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, Trump began tweeting over the weekend on immigration from Florida, threatening to pull out a, a free trade agreement with Mexico unless it does more to stop people from crossing into the U.S. The U.S., Canada, and Mexico are participating in tense negotiations over the North American Free Trade Agreement at Trump's insistence. He also claimed that people are flowing over the border trying to take advantage of DACA. They want in on the act. It was not immediately clear what Trump was referring to when he said people are coming to take advantage of the program. Well, that they want to come and stay here. That's, what do you mean it wasn't clear? It's very, very clear. Um, we can't afford to take care of the world like we always have. Shoveling all that dough out, out the door. Uh, it just... Uh, and again, are China and India still part of the Paris Accord? Uh, I believe so. They yeah. are still, yeah. aren't they? Okay. Well, they do more polluting than any, uh, any other two countries in the world, and they're part of the Paris uh, Accord. How is that possible? I mean, you do more damage to the environment than any other countries on Earth. The Paris uh, Climate Agreement, it's also been called. Um, I just I don't understand the way we look at the world now. It's like you're a member of the, uh, of the accord, of the agreement, and yet you two do more polluting than anybody else. But somehow the United States is the bad guy. Do you understand that? The U.S. is now the only country not in the Paris Agreement. Yeah, but we're also the only country that is really doing anything about climate change, aren't we? Does anybody else work as hard on it as we do? Hmm? Well, we're not the only country who's not part of the agreement, for one. Yeah, for one, that's a lie. Yeah, that's not at all true. So, I I don't know. People just believe what they want to believe. They hear what they want to hear, and they're just going to go ahead with... Whatever feelings they have about, I, I don't know. People just, like as I said, people will lie just to make themselves feel better or try to, they'll just make stuff up as they go along. And that's all there is to it. So it's better to talk about entertaining stories than get pissed off at everybody out there who's just lying to try to prove a point. I cannot believe, by the way, oh, look at this. 
Wait a minute. Burger King and Cup of Noodles came up with fake April Fool's products that are good enough to be real? Pretty much every brand rolls out some new kind of fake product or announcement for April Fool's Day, and most of them are terrible. But two companies uh, actually came up with ideas that are good enough to be real this year. Check them out. Burger King announced a chocolate Whopper with chocolate cake buns, a chocolate patty, raspberry syrup ketchup, white chocolate onions, milk chocolate lettuce, vanilla frosting mayo, and candied blood orange tomatoes. It sounds a little much. Yeah, it might be a little sweet. The possibility it might be a little too sweet. Cup, uh, it says cup noodles. They mean cup, un- cup of noodles, don't they? Nope. Oh, it's cup noodles? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Cup noodles teamed up with a company called Zenny Optical to make steam-proof glasses for ramen eating. The glasses have a tiny built-in fan that blows away the steam. Plus, they have detachable, a detachable fork on the side. I have a question for you. Do you eat cup noodles a lot? I used to eat them a lot more. I don't know why I've stopped. Is that, That's not the same as ramen. Yes. Oh, it is the same as ramen. Uh-huh. Why why did ramen get so popular? Because it's just so easy to make. It's very, so cheap. very cheap. Yeah. It's really cheap, but it's really easy to make, too, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Who makes, I mean, like, what, is that a Chinese product? Japanese. Japanese product. That was very, very smart. How'd they pull that off? I don't know. Well, seriously, I mean, you look at that. That, that was a very, very smart idea to put a very easy-to-make, very inexpensive in, uh, product on every college campus in the world. That was really smart. That's pretty As, much what fast food did, and it worked out for them. Well, I know, but, I mean, ramen is even I'm, its much cheaper and much more convenient and, and easy to make, right? I mean, yeah. it's a lot easier than running down to the local fast food joint. Yeah. It's amazing. As far as we know, neither company has any plans to turn their pranks into real items they sell, but in both cases, they really should because they're just leaving money on the table. Do you really think that ramen glasses are necessary? Do you really steam up your glasses? No. That would never sell. Well, it makes no sense. But I could see April Fool. It's funny, but I don't know. What are you going to do? But, yeah, that whole ramen thing, when did that happen? In the 80s? Something like that? Probably, or at least definitely, you know, 90s, because, I mean, like Andy said, it's so cheap, and people in college, like, I lived off ramen for all four years of undergrad, because you could buy so so much of it. how many different flavors of ramen are there? Oh. uh, Infinite? Yeah. It's got to be at least eight or nine. Instant noodles were first exported in 1971. 71? That's when cup noodles uh, existed, but they didn't really get popular until the 90s. So the 90s. This is when they really got popular. And there are many, many, many different... There's, so there's chicken and there's beef and there's all mm-hmm. different kind of flavors. Yep. So how many times a week would you eat them, Mike? Mm, I don't know. Maybe during the week, like uh, uh, five times a week. Really? Yeah. More than once a day? Uh, maybe sometimes, like on the weekend or whatever. But yeah, because it was so cheap and you did not need a refrigerator. I mean, you just needed to put water in it and have a microwave. So just... Put water in it, you microwave it, and you're done. Yep. So it's very fast, too. Yeah. Good guy. I've never had ramen noodles. i got to give them a whirl one of these days. Should I have, Mandy? Sure. Boy, there were some enthusiasts. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. <clears throat> There's a ringing endorsement right there. Five April Fool's quick hits. Netflix announced yesterday it had acquired Seth Rogen. Yes, it said it acquired Seth Rogen. Not his work, but Seth himself. They posted a video of Seth reading their new agreement in which he relinquished mind and body to Netflix. He also gave them the right to frame him for murder and then film a docuseries about the murder. After reading the terms, he said, quote, if it worked for Adam Sandler, it'll work for me, I guess. So that's their April Fool joke. How funny. Yes. Here's one that I wish would come true. Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted that he was creating musical uh, musical based on The Room with song titles including Where's My and Money and Oh Hi, Mark. <laughs> Only Oh Hi is O-H-H-A-I. Uh, NBA stud Anthony Davis has always been browed and proud. Yeah, he's got gigantic eyebrows. Have you ever noticed Anthony Davis's eyebrows? Oh, yeah. I don't know who yep. that is. Yeah, he's had uh, that. He's an uh, NBA player. Yeah. Oh. 
He got giant. Well, it looks like it was a monobrow or unibrow there for a while. Oh yeah, that was his trademark. That was the unibrow. Yep. So when he posted a video of himself shaving his unibrow, some people were shocked. It was pretty convincing, but it turned out to be a prank. That's not much of a prank, there, Anthony. It's I've heard of better pranks. I mean, eyebrows grow grow back. So even if he did do it, yeah, who cares? It's hard to believe this isn't an April Fool's prank, but you never know. Lindsay Lohan claims she's uh, been asked to be the commencement speaker at Harvard Law. It could just be promotion for the website Lawyer.com, which he recently became a spokesperson for. Yeah, you think so? Because right here it says Lawyer.com's Lindsay Lohan to be Harvard's commencement speaker. So, yeah, I think it might have something to do with Lawyer.com. What happened to her? Did she just lose it? Did drugs. she just go nuts? Was it drugs? She got hard into drugs, and it ruined her. Unbelievable. I just really don't understand why it is that somebody's got it made like that. I just, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Uh, Stephen King is running for governor of Maine. That apparently is supposed to be a an April's Fool prank. Someone launched the website KingForMaine2018.com today that claimed after years of criticizing Governor Paul LePage, Stephen is considering making a run for governor in 2018. It's a prank, and the campaign video redirects to uh, Rick Roll. But come on, we only have time for one celebrity gubernatorial run this year. Um, yeah, I suppose that's probably true. What's the other one? Uh, the woman in New York. Yeah, uh, Cynthia Nixon. on Sex in the City. Cynthia Nixon, there you go. And now I see that uh, Horsey endorsed her. <laughs> What's her name? Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker is, uh, yeah, she's endorsing her, apparently. That's the deal. Um, I don't know. I do think, do you think that anybody actually did pull that one April Fool's prank because it fell on Easter, that they they faked their kids out and told them to look for hidden Easter eggs that they didn't hide? Yeah, it's probably. a pretty lazy prank. <laughs> I mean, that's really cruel to a little kid, though, telling the kid, yeah, look for your hidden Easter eggs and you didn't hide any? That's <laughs> terrible. I mean, think about that. Yes, kids, make sure you listen to you. You look for these uh, hidden Easter eggs that I never hid. That's unforgivable. Sounds like something my Poor dad would do. Kids. Really? Yeah. Is that something your dad would have done? Yeah. Oh, God. Why? So why would he have done that? I don't know, just to be a, a jerk. Just to be a pain in the ass. Yep. All right, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you know how important it is to have the right dock. That's why you should know about Flow Docks. Flow Docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. They're completely modular so you can configure them to your family's needs or add on as your family's needs grow. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your Flow Dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make, right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy. My friends at Flow also told me that hockey star Ryan Suter bought a Flow dock and lift as he wanted the best for his family. See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at floeintl.com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. Everything on the ramen package 
Except the word noodles is a lie. Chicken and mushroom ramen, false. What do they think I'm gonna do? Ooh, chicken and mushroom, that's a classy ramen. I gotta wear pants when I eat that. How do you put two things on a package that aren't in the package at all? Chicken, how about beige dust ramen? I would accept that. Beige dust ramen. So there actually is no chicken in the ramen noodles. It's just chicken flavor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? So there's no chicken and there's no mushroom. It's just the flavor. Yeah. It just, uh, depending on what one you get, like they have them in the cups or you can buy them packaged and you have to put them in a bowl. But yeah, it's just the noodles come and they're all connected or whatever. And then they give you a little packet of the flavoring and you put, you sprinkle it on the noodles. You add the water, you put it in the microwave and you're good to go. All right. So there's no actual meat in it. It's just no. beige dust. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I, like I said, I've seen it on the shelf, but I've never actually picked it up. I've certainly never had it. But I think I am going to try it. Uh, this is not good news for Twins fans, I think. I'm not sure Yankees home opener gets snowed out today. Did you see that? Yep. Aaron Boone woke up before heading to the ballpark for his first home opener as New York Yankees manager and peeked outside the window. Uh, I mean, he peeked out the window to you outside? <laughs> Settle down. Oh, by the way, Joe from Louisville says the flavor is questionable, too. Yeah. So it doesn't really taste like chicken? No. No. <laughs> it just tastes like ramen. It's salt, yeah. It's salty it brown like water. salty noodles. Yep. Okay. In any case, uh, he peeked outside the window. Uh, huh, he recalled saying to himself, it really is 100% chance of snow at 7 a.m. Two hours later, the Yankees postponed today's game against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, rescheduled it for 4.05 on Tuesday, the AP reports. The snowstorm uh, was the fifth to move through the area after four nor'easters in March. The n- Northeast has gotten hammered this year. Yes, it has. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. The Northeast has gotten just hammered this year. So I don't know what that's all about. Well, Minnesota just got 10 inches. Yeah, I know. So, Minnesota I mean, just got 10. It's, and it's, and it's Molina said the, yeah. it's snowing like mad again. Yep. Yeah, and it's snowing right now in many parts of Minnesota. And the Twins are down. Unbelievable. Let's see here. Twins are down? Uh, but, hey, we we're making a comeback because we, we were down 5-zip. And uh, we just had a good we were? sixth inning. Yeah, we just scored four runs. Okay, so it's 5-4. Yep. 5-4 after six innings. Yep. Well, during six, in the middle yeah, of six Yeah, innings. we're midway. It is going to snow again tomorrow, one yeah. to three inches. Oh, God. Um, and it's going to oh rain all next weekend, or next week. It's going to rain all next week. Yep. Well, that'll melt the snow. Anyway. Oh, another three to five inches on Sunday, though. <laughs> three, five inches of snow? So, yeah, there's. it's going to be pretty horribly slushy <laughs> next week. Yeah, it kind of uh, seems like it. Come out what, to Target like Field. 14 inches of snow that then gets rained on. Okay, then what are the highs for next week? It's not going to get below freezing. I wouldn't Tuesday think so. is the last day it's going to get below freezing, it looks like. Good God. Next Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, seriously, you can piss and moan all you want about Minnesota, but the Northeast has gotten hammered. Uh, they've gotten it really bad. I think a lot of that is just they don't know what to do. You Minnesota's think? more, you know, prepared for it. Let's see how much. I wonder if there's like a count of how much snow an area has gotten this year. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. The Yankees did postpone today's game against the Tampa Bay Rays, rescheduled it for 4.05 tomorrow. The AP reports a snowstorm was the fifth to move through the area after four nor'easters in March. The decision to start later in the day Tuesday was made because rain is forecast for the morning. <laughs> so we're getting the exact same weather. That's basically what it is, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's pretty much the exact same weather. Uh, this season we've gotten 52 inches, and that's going to be that was two days ago. So that's plus 10. Yesterday's 10, mm-hmm. and then another like eight or so. So about 70 inches of snow this year. Uh, I wonder what Howard Cosell would say. Howard Cosell of yeah. the Yankee game, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Just think about. Yeah, he probably to, wouldn't yeah. be too happy about. Yeah. It. Think back to that 88 season opener, you guys. Your encounter. Oh, yeah, God. see, New York City is at 
36. And we've gotten seven. Yeah, they're just not good at handling it is all. Well, that's true. They're really not good at handling it. Well, Washington, D.C., didn't they get a foot at one point this year, and they can handle, they say that one inch of snow shuts down Washington, D.C. Yeah. Remember South, or North Carolina, was it? No, it was Atlanta. A couple years ago? It was Atlanta. That's Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, where they got like... (laughs) One micron of snow and yeah. everyone just died. It was like the apocalypse. Everyone in the state left yeah, their cars on all, the. All, yeah, it's like how can you not just know drive slower? That's all you have to do. But no, they just abandoned their cars, <laughs> flew into ditches. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose a lot of those people have rear wheel drive cars. I would imagine. Well, yeah. but still, just drive slow. They didn't even get enough snow for it to matter, really. No, I suppose, but I. I don't know. I, we were talking about this on on the morning show this morning, trying to come up with times that people have canceled their home openers. Then we find out today the Yankees canceled their home opener. Do you remember it happening a whole lot, Molina, in in the twenty eight years you've been around? Uh, well, I, I mean, really don't. No, I mean, but you know, when Target Field was being built and we knew it was not going to have a roof, we were like, oh, that's going to be great in April. Yeah, I know, because we were in a dome for, God, was it 25, 23 years, something like that? Yeah. 22, 23 years, so it was never a problem, except for the roof caved in a couple of times. Uh, That was not good, necessarily. There we go. Atlanta 2014. Two inches of snow. School children had to spend the night in buses, police stations, and classrooms because they just could not handle the two inches of snow. Uh, every business shut down. The airport shut down. Some people camped out in supermarkets and hotels. Oh, my God. I mean, what the two hell? Two inches of snow. Yep, two inches of snow. No uh, one could suppose, handle it at all. I suppose if you're not used to it, that's what's going to happen. You're just not used to it happening. Still. First teachers in West Virginia did it. Now educators in Oklahoma and Kentucky are walking out on their jobs and rallying at their or respective state capitals, reports CNN. The issue, as it was in West Virginia, is money, though the particulars vary. In Kentucky, teachers are marching over the state budget and a surprise pension bill that lawmakers unexpectedly shoehorned into a sewage bill last week. In Oklahoma, the issue revolves around teacher salaries. An Oklahoma Education Association rep says teachers are looking for a $10,000 pay hike over three years and funding for education overall. Thousands of teachers rallied in the streets of Frankfort, Kentucky on Monday morning, reports the AP. And educators in Oklahoma were staging a similar march. What happened in West Virginia is inspiring for sure. A spokesperson for the Kentucky Education Association tells ABC, referencing the 5% pay raise teachers in the Mountain State affected via their walkout. Monday's protest comes just days after Arizona teachers held their own demonstration in Phoenix, demanding a 20% pay raise. A KFOR article underscores the plight of some teachers in Oklahoma, where some say that they're forced to work multiple jobs in addition to their teaching gigs just to make ends meet. One teacher, Jonathan McCoy, says he not only teaches high school algebra, but also coaches football and wrestling, drives a school bus, umps Little League, and gets behind the wheel for Uber and Lyft. It's kind of sad that he has to do that many jobs, one of his students says. He should be able to concentrate on just teaching. So how much these teachers, they don't say in any of these cases how much these teachers make. Uh, Looks like in Oklahoma, the average public school teacher salary is about $50,000. About fifty. Yeah. So isn't that what the average American family makes? Oklahoma average salary is, God, I hate it when they give you wages and not salary. Oh, here we go. Uh, 47. So, yes, teachers make more than average. More than average, and they work nine months a year. Yeah, and they work less. This is every year. People think that teachers get paid so little, but if you look and actually do the math, they don't. They get paid just fine. Is it a lot longer work day or something? Not if they are doing it right. If you're a teacher, call in. I want to know what the deal is there because I, I believe even in Minnesota, which is one of the wealthiest states in the United States, I believe the average uh, family income is like $57,000 a year. I think that's the family income, so the husband and the wife working, I guess. But I think also a lot of know. teachers have to dip into their own pocket for classroom supplies. And, uh, you know, there's just not a oh, lot they of... they do? Yeah. 
Why don't we put our money where our mouth is and actually raise children properly? Uh, get them, you know, so their teachers can actually be there focusing on their jobs and the teachers don't have to dip in their own pockets to buy uh, school supplies. We spend all this money on all these other things. Why don't we take care of the kids? This is what I keep telling people. Why do you have 80-year-old people making decisions on your life when it won't affect them at all at any point in their life? Well, who's running the show, it too, that no Betsy sense. DeVos. Cannot stand her. What is she all about? I what's oh, she, she doing? Is, she's a nut job. She's, is she really? Yeah. She had that epic she... uh, fail on the... She was being interviewed by 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago. And just, oh, really? I didn't yeah. see it. Ooh. Just, uh, yeah. Why, what does she say? Well, I don't know. She's big into the charter schools and, like, um, I mean, they oh, were, yeah. you know, questions you would expect the Secretary of Education to be able, you know, to explain and know in depth. And she just... She was all over the place during this interview. Yeah, that's not good. I don't know. I didn't see that whole situation. I, politi- I Right now, I cannot stand to watch any politician of any, uh, I don't know, it doesn't matter which party they're in, of, of, of any, I can't even tell you. It's just too, too depressing to watch politicians for me because not one of them right now is making any sense as far as I can tell. Are any of them? Or have any of them for, oh, let's say the past seven decades? <laughs> nope. Seriously, it's just Jesus. This is this is what's important to you, huh? I mean, I understand that the president wants a border wall. Why don't we make sure the kids have pencils and paper? That'd be good. I mean, what kind of do you do you know what kind of school supplies we're talking that the kids can't uh, that the teachers have to pay for the kids can't get them? Uh, well, I mean, I uh, I don't know. I I think it's just a you know, depending on whatever grade it is or whatever specific class it is, I mean, uh, just any and all supplies that, and it's not just, you know, elementary, I mean, it's middle school, high school, like they're just, right. you know, it's crazy. Cause here we are, you know, crazy. I mean, they still got, uh, what, two months to go before they're let out for summer. And I mean, it's like these teachers have to dip into their own pockets. It's crazy. Yeah, that should not be happening. So if somebody's making fifty grand a year and they have to spend ten grand of it a year on school supplies for their kids, the average is about five hundred. Five hundred per kid? No, in general. Oh, five hundred bucks a year in general. Yeah, and they there's a two hundred fifty dollar tax break for teachers buying supplies. So I don't think they're doing too poorly. Yeah. Here we go. Teachers spend an average of four forty eight minus the two fifty from the tax break. So. Hundred, two hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just—I don't understand why we have all these problems. We're one of the most affluent nations in the world, and we have all these problems. And I just don't understand why that's the, the situation. I, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. As a matter of fact, so what is this whole Sinclair story? This—you guys know anything about this Sinclair broadcasting? Isn't that like a Jesus network or something? Um. Oh yeah, people are all upset that Sinclair owns basically all of the uh, news outlets in Minnesota. In Minnesota? I mean, well, in the country, but in Minnesota what? too. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, ABC, CBS, NBC, all of those are owned by Sinclair. No, they're not. Yep. Well, you you mean affiliates, not the networks themselves. Uh, let's see here. Sinclair Broadcast Group owns a growing number of local TV stations across the U.S., and it's coming under fire previously for newsroom tactics dictated by its Maryland headquarters. But criticism reached new heights over the weekend when Deadspin stitched together a video showing dozens of anchors reciting the same script in which they criticized the national media over bias and fake news. Uh, CNN reported last month that the conservative-leaning Sinclair ordered anchors at local affiliates to read what CNN media writer Brian Stetler, uh, or Stelter, or whatever the hell his name is, describes as something akin to pro-Trump propaganda. Well, that's all you guys do. Yeah, that's why. They're, they're not upset that something owns all these stations. They're upset that they're conservative, which yeah, is really telling. That's all they do. Is either It's either completely conservative or completely liberal. That's all the news you can... You can't find any centrist news. Not really. It's not possible. We'll be back. Special guest coming up next, Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. 
I've started up another round at the new Nutrimost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds are going fast. I've lost over 34 pounds. Nutrimost is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutrimost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutrimost of Plymouth is hosting a second free informational dinner. Learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutrimost client and owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner, and so will I, actually. It's Monday, April 30th, 6 p.m. at Jake City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited. Call 763-333-7337 to register. That's 763-333-7337. I'm here with my real estate agent, Chris Lindahl. And after seeing what he did for me, I asked if he had something that would help our listeners. Chris, what do you got? We have something very special for KQ listeners. April 16th through the 18th, the Chris Lindahl team is hosting our SellerWorkshop.com series, where we're going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. And the best part is it's absolutely free. So that sounds great, Chris, but what's the catch? Tom, here's what I'll share with you. The number one core value at the Chris Lindahl team is to be generous. I have a teaching degree, and this is my passion to educate homeowners in the Twin Cities on how to sell your house the right way so you don't end up leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table going through the traditional real estate process. So go to sellerworkshop.com for times and locations and to sign up for your free ticket. The seller workshops are happening April 16th through the 18th. Seating is limited, and trust me, they sell out fast. Visit sellerworkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to be from the Midwest. Like other places, you know, are not as nice. You know that. We have our share of weather problems on the summer. We have the tornadoes. That's always a big issue with people, those tornadoes. They always have, There's a tornado warning. There's a warning. That's really good to know. Warning. What does that mean? They're an unspotted, just, you know, they could show up. Should we go out? There's a warning. As long as you're not in a mobile home, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Right? That's why they call them mobile homes. You know? How old is that? Uh, let's see. I think it's from the 80s. Yeah, he sounded really young. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, he did. He sounded really young. Yeah. What happened to my... It's unbelievable. I tell you. That's all I have to say is I tell you. Right? Right. <laughs> uh huh. Something happened to my screen here. I can't get. Uh, I was complaining about this last week. I can't get anything to come up again. Here, we'll try it one more. See, what is all this stuff, Andy? What do I hit on Just here? Just cancel out all that out. Okay, and then what do I do? Do what you normally do. Put that. Oh, just the icon to the left of the X in the top right. Top this right. Top right. The icon to the left of it. Click that. There you go. Why would that have happened? I don't know. It's a good thing Andy's here, otherwise I'd be completely lost. Let me know when TJ's ready to go, will you? Nothing yet. Let me know when it happens. That's all I need to know. It's uh, We have a, an author on. And sometimes, well, you, uh, actually, you should have called by now. So what are you going to do? Yeah. What can one say, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have to say. Getting a high testosterone reading offers bragging rights for some men of a certain age and may explain in part the lure of testosterone supplements. But once you're within a normal range, does your level of testosterone, the male hormone touted to build energy, libido, and confidence, really tell you that much? Probably not, experts say. Normal testosterone levels in men range from about 300 to 1,000 nanograms per deciliter of blood, going from number one, from one number, I should say, within the normal zone to another one may not pack as much punch as you would think. You don't see the big improvement once men are within the normal range, says Dr. Shalender Bashin an endocrinologist and professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. The largest differences in terms of energy and sex drive are when men go from below normal to normal levels. Well, we kind of already always known that, haven't we? I mean, if you were below normal and then you go to normal, that would make sense that that would be, that would be a really good thing, correct? You'd think so. Yeah, so I don't really understand what, what their point is. That makes total sense. And why is it? You know, there's all this stuff right now coming out about doctors uh, 
uh, I've discovered this and they've discovered that. And, all, and it's some of it's like really old news. What is that all about? I don't know. I guess no one knows. I guess nobody knows what the hell the deal is. Uh, oh, my God. Where was this? Where the, oh, Sarasota, Florida. Florida homeowners beware. One big gator has been found splashing in the backyard swimming pool. What they did is they left the door open on the, you know, the pool cages. You've seen them in Florida where they have a, a screen cage around uh, their pool. And some people leave the door open. A really, really bad idea. Florida homeowners beware. One big gator has been found splashing in a backyard swimming pool, and it took a trapper to drag it away. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office posted images of the floating gator over the weekend on Twitter, saying it measured 11 feet long. Now, why would gators want to go into a chlorinated pool? There's not enough chlorine for them to care. Well, there's just not, not enough to care. No. That's it. They can't really tell. Gators aren't really too concerned with the uh, purity of their water. I suppose that, well, I suppose that is true. Yes, that would make sense. With temperatures warming, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conserva- uh, Conservation Commission warns that the state's estimated 1.3 million gators are becoming more active and should be treated with caution and respect per the AP. There have been at least two other gator sightings in yards recently, including one that was mistaken for a burglar. Injuries from alligators are rare, but the commission urges swimming only in designated areas of rivers and lakes. As for backyard swimming pools, it makes no mention. But for some homeowners, uh, that too is swim at your own risk. Well, once again, though, if you have a pool in Florida, you should have a pool cage. There's no doubt about that. And if you have a pool cage, don't leave the door open. Because gators are not going to barrel through the the screen because they don't even know what it is, I wouldn't think. Uh, Don't leave the door open. How does that make any sense? Correct? Yep. I just don't. Why would you want to invite wildlife into your pool area in any case? That, I mean, it really makes absolutely no sense to me, but that's just me. So, whatever. This thing, you should see this alligator, though. This thing is gigantic. Affluenza teen Ethan Couch. You remember him? Yep. He was a... What is he? Oh, he was only 13 years old? No, excuse me. He was 15 years... Yeah, he was 15 years old. Affluenza teen Ethan Couch, now 20 years old, was released Monday after two years behind bars, USA Today reports. Couch gained infamy after driving drunk and killing four people in 2013. When a psychologist testifying for the defense at his trial placed blame on his affluenza, and that is a term he used, affluenza, the idea that the Texas uh, teen's affluent upbringing caused him to be unable to discern right from wrong or take full responsibility for his actions. So now it's just because his family was wealthy, he couldn't discern right from wrong. That's complete and utter bullshit. Uh, Good God. Hey, look, I'm not saying what he did uh, wasn't horrendous. It was horrendous. But to blame it on his family's wealth? I don't know, maybe, maybe, I guess. He was ultimately sentenced to rehab and 10 years of probation, but he was then sentenced to 720 days behind bars after violating that probation. His mother was jailed Wednesday for violating the conditions of her own bond. She'd been released on bond while awaiting trial for allegedly helping her son run off to Mexico in 2015 when he was in danger of violating his probation. Ethan Couch met with probation officers immediately after his release. Couch will now serve the remaining six years of his uh, period of community supervision under the terms and conditions imposed by the court. His lawyer said in a statement to ABC News, from the beginning, Ethan has admitted his conduct, accepted responsibility for his actions, uh, and felt true remorse for the terrible consequences of those actions. Now nearly five years. Well, wait a second. He's only 20 years old now, and he was 15 then? Yep. Should he have been driving anyway at 15? You could drive technically what, with, no with a parent yeah. I think in your vehicle, right? I think it might include adults just general, but I always thought it was parents. But why would a 15-year-old be driving drunk? I don't really understand that. Particularly if he were wealthy, why why would you do that? When well, he's not wealthy anyways, parents are. Mm. 
Now, nearly five years after this horrific event, Ethan does not wish to draw attention to himself and request privacy so he may focus on successfully completing his community supervision and going forward as a law-abiding citizen. Yeah, I do. I remember that case very, very well, as a matter of fact. There was a big brouhaha about that because he tried to get away, and they, you know, finally told him, hey, look, we'll do this, that, and the other thing, and then he violated his probation, and then his mom took him away to Mexico. That, that thing, that was a big brouhaha back then. But I didn't realize he was only 15 years old. See, I thought he was 18 or something like that. So he shouldn't have been drinking anyway, but he was only 15, shouldn't have been drinking, shouldn't have been driving. The whole shooting match was just a disaster from uh, beginning to end. So it just, I don't know. What can I tell you? That's all I have to say. Uh, you guys have any interest in parenting hacks? Probably not, since neither one of you have any children whatsoever. <laughs> they held a contest over the uh, uh, over on the Offspring Facebook group. There is a Facebook group, if you can even believe it. Asking members to give them their best parenting hacks. The hacking now, life hacks are a very big deal now, aren't they? Yes. You guys are very responsive in this hour. It's really good. <laughs> the entries were so clever, so thoughtful, so immediately useful that we've decided to share some of their favorites. The winning hack comes from Christopher Bickerstaff, a father of a 10-year-old daughter in Overland Park. To encourage my daughter to discuss her friendships and her day, I have taken to talking to her about mine. Workplace relationships have a surprising amount of similarity to elementary school relationships. So when I tell her about how one of the supervisors has a habit of making inappropriate comments, but that few people call him on it because they don't want to rock the boat. It prompts her to talk about her own experiences with peer pressure. We love the idea. It normalizes struggle, showing the kid that you are a real person with real challenges. That's probably a really good idea, don't you think? Show your kid that you're a real person because, I mean, back in the day, I don't know that many parents did that back when I was a kid. They didn't give a rat's ass if you thought they were a real person or not. Uh, they just didn't, right? So wow. that's a good thing. I mean, it's a very positive thing. It's a really good thing. So I don't know. It, maybe maybe somebody, maybe life isn't all falling in the in the shithole. That maybe there are some <laughs> decent things that are a lot better than they used to be. So uh, you know, I look at that as a complete positive because, good God, some of this stuff is just like I said. Everybody right now when we were talking to Carol Ann earlier. Everybody is so touchy about everything. All my feelings are hurt. I'm uncomfortable. And again, they confuse being uncomfortable with being unsafe. So I, I don't know. All right, I'll do it one more time, Melina. That's all you're getting out of me is one more time. I'm doing, I'm, I'm checking the uh, stock market one more time, and then that's going to be it. Okay, here it comes. It's popping up now. Oh, it picked up a little bit. It's only down 547 now. <laughs> I got 512, so we're, we're headed in the right direction. Oh, you got 512. 13 and minutes to Bloomberg's close. Bloomberg's not even accurate? Boy, yeah. WTI crude has dropped like a rock, though almost two bucks today. That's not good news for the people in North Dakota. What are they going to do about all that stuff? we got all that oil up in North Dakota, but they it's just sitting there. And they built the pipelines and all the rest of it. What the hell are they going to do about that? See, I thought when Trump came in that, that, that North Dakota would get up and running and kicking an ass again, but... Just never happened. Do you think it will happen? I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for something, anything to happen because it's just more of the same. Yeah, I mean, didn't you think with a new president headed down a new path and all the rest of it that something interesting would happen? But you're right. Nothing has happened just like the last time and just like every time before that. It just nothing good ever happens for the proletariat. It's just, hey, you vote for me and then I do nothing. Oh, yeah. okay. Andrew Morton's 1992 biography of Princess Diana was certainly explosive, among other things. It detailed her eating disorder and series of suicide attempts in the 80s. Now he turns his pen to Meghan Markle. On April 12th, the royal biographer's Meghan, a Hollywood princess, will be released in the U.K. And while it isn't quite so packed with salacious bombshells, it does manage to make some unsavory claims, as the Irish Independent puts it. An excerpt ran Sunday in the Times of London. Now, isn't that 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 marriage is next month, right? Uh, isn't she marrying so, yeah. the Prince of England? It's yeah. next month in May, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, it makes unsavory claims, as the Irish Independent puts it. An excerpt ran Sunday in the Times of London, and the passage getting the most pickup uh, concerns the demise of her first marriage to Hollywood producer Trevor Engelson. Morton explains that he helped secure her a small part in the Robert Pattinson-led Remember Me in 2009. Two years later, while the two were engaged, she landed her role on Suits. The show filmed in Canada, necessitating five-hour flights to see each other. They wed in Jamaica, but lasted only two years. In Morton's telling, Engelson's scattered approach to life and disheveled appearance <laughs> began to... <laughs> <laughs> began to bother Markle, and he describes her as being the one who ended the marriage. Totally out of the blue, per a source, a wealthy entrepreneur friend claimed the marriage ended so abruptly that Megan sent her wedding and engagement rings back to Trevor by registered post, he writes. He alleges Engelson is, five years later, barely able to contain his anger at Markle. Other tidbits recall her role as one of the briefcase girls on Deal or No Deal, and a weird anecdote, and I don't understand this. See if you guys understand what the hell this means. There's a weird anecdote about a baby Meghan Markle involving her dad, her half-brother's pot smoking, and a diaper filled with chocolate pudding. What the hell does that mean? Jeez. I don't really understand what the hell that means. Uh, whatever. People have lost their minds. I think mm. that's just uh, how things went. Well, I wish T.J. English had called in. I don't know why he didn't, but yeah, once no, in a while. Cassie is also confused, so well, what we are you don't know. Do? What are you going to do? It didn't happen. It didn't happen. There's nothing we can do about it. Such is life. Oh, my God. Cat- See, this is one thing about being Catholic that's, that does bother me. Catholic devotees were nailed to crosses for Good Friday. And where in South America was this? By the way, they were not nailed. They were tied to crosses. They weren't nailed to crosses. That's a bit different. Mm, But still, it's goofier than hell. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show. 